And this is the Sober Mess podcast. And I hope you're keeping well. I hope you're having a lovely, gentle day. And the head's in a good spot. The head's in a good old spot. And sure, even if it's not, that's all right too. It's all right not to be all right. It's one of the things I learned in life that part of suffering and having a bit of anxiety are just being pissed off some days. It's perfectly normal. It's inevitable. We're going to get days to cycles of life. Some days are good, some days are bad. There's a winter, there's a summer, there's a night, there's a day. The tide comes in and the tide goes out. It's the normal cycles of life that will never be top of the mountain every day of the week in a constant state of everything's amazing. But at the same time, we won't constantly be down that everything passes, no matter how fucking, you know, lost in a situation you might be or how kind of you think that Jesus is now getting out of this you know everything passes every single thing and that's the beautiful thing about time you know if you just give time time everything passes and the body's a great healer both physically and mentally mentally just to let things heal but I hope you're fucking good anyway um so I'm not back and not long back from my camping trip, we've been camping and gallivanting around the country for the last month or two, um, down around West Cork and Wexford, and oh, it's been incredible. It's been absolutely incredible. And um, got to do a bit of volunteer work down in the Berra Peninsula, uh, working, uh, working with animals, working on like a meditation. A Buddha retreat place in the Berra Peninsula called Dodgen and Berra. It was great crack. Met amazing people down there. And the nature down there is incredible. You know, getting to jump off cliffs into oceans and, you know, just mad hikes and just this own touch, ragged land. You know, it was just, it was wild. It was beautiful though. It was absolutely incredible and it's one of the best summers we've ever had you know and it wouldn't have happened unless the chaos of the coronavirus had it unfolded and and that's the great thing about chaos that there's great opportunity and there's great potential in chaos you know what i mean and what for me what is chaos chaos for me is when my routine is turned upside down that I have my little routine, whatever it is, group, go to work, go for the seat, go to the gym. You know, all these little things that we have dead center on, that we rely on, that we need. And if any of them things are messed up, you know, we can get stressed out. We can get really stressed out that the things I'm used to just aren't available anymore, you know. And this is chaos for me. And I'm learning through the last while 
since the coronavirus hit down that there's great potential and great opportunity in chaos you know i've learned to adapt and get into new hobbies and new like and not become so dependent on my routine you know that there's other ways to to get around you know what i mean and uh, you know a lot of people doing a lot of home workouts when the lockdown you know that 2k thing came in you know a lot of people doing like home workouts or you know everyone got mad into tiktok everyone became a comedian including myself and uh, yeah it was great you know people getting into baking and learning how to play the guitar or learning new languages it's not a little amigo got a witch <laughs> Um, you know, and uh, yeah, you know, there's, I mean, there's great opportunities that came from it. You know what I mean? And uh, and that's it. It's always to see like what, like what is the best case scenario here? You know, a lot of time our minds are set up to look at the worst case scenario of every situation. You know what I mean? And and since I was a kid. That was my thought process. You know what I mean? That was a that was a, a thought process I learned from a very young age. You know what I mean? Grown grown up in you know, like a dysfunctional home, but you know, a perfectly normal dysfunctional family. You know, came from a big house, a lot of siblings. You know what I mean? There was eight, eight to seven siblings. You know, and grown up, and you know, you'd be going home, and you didn't know what to expect. You'd be opening up the front door, and you didn't know what situation would be happening. You know what I mean? And from that as a learning age, from young age, I learned to always be on guard and expect the unexpected and expect the worst, you know what I mean? And even though they were quite a, a great childhood, you know, but still growing up and thinking, like, God, shit, better be expected for the worst, you know? So I grew up with this learned behavior. As an adult now, this learned behavior no longer serves me. And not only does it no longer serve me, you know, it's in, it, it, it gets in the way of my life today, you know what I mean? It's like going into work and expecting to get fired, you know, or going into relationships and expecting to get dumped. You know, and this really negative thought process that I had, you know, and I had to learn to overcome it and not listen to my thinking and always thinking the worst case scenario of every situation, you know what I mean? I had to learn to, how do we, how do we combat that? You know what I mean? And instead of learning learning the worst case scenario, I had to say, well, what's the best case scenario here? You know, the office or the, the boss taps me on the shoulder or sends me an email and says he wants to have a chat with me straight away. And we all think and process up. Oh, that's it. Getting the P45 here. I'm going to get sacked. Better go on to jobs.ie, see what works out there at the moment, you know? And, the, and But I could re retrain my mind to say, well, what's the best case scenario? You know, maybe, maybe my boss is giving me a promotion. You know, maybe this is going to be a positive thing. You know what I mean? And I go into the office and fucking who knows what it is. You know what I mean? But what I'm trying to say is I'm not a psychic. I'm not a bleeding psychic. And I can't pick, imagine what the future is going to be of any situation. But I'm not, it's not good for my mental health if I'm constantly living in a negative it's assumptions, negative assumptions of the future, of, you know what I mean, of what's going to unfold, you know, so I had to learn, to, hey, what's the positive thing here, you know what I mean, what's the positive, like, 
there's that thing in, in CBT, you know, cognitive behavioral therapy, you know, and they talk about like one of, one of the examples that they give is how can we retrain our mind to, I suppose, uh, be more positive and get out of negative situations, you know, and as I heard someone say before, you know, <clears throat> what does fear stand for is future events appearing real. And a lot of the time we're thinking of negative future events. We think of the worst case scenarios. But in this scenario, this example that I heard, right, imagine you're walking through the desert and you have a bottle of water in your pocket. And you've been walking through the desert for a few hours and you're freaking unparched. We need a super mishka. And you go and take the bottle of water out of your pocket, only to realize that the lid was loose and it's been leaking and you've only got a little bit left. You know, and so next thing your mind takes off. And on one side, your mind is saying, Colin, you fucking idiot. How did you not tighten that bottle back? How are, what are we going to do now? Look at all the water we have after wasting her out in the middle of the desert. And you're after spilling half the bleeding water. I can't believe this. I can't believe you've done this. We're not going to survive. We're going to die. We know the half the war is after going, yeah, absolute gobshite, you know. And that was that's how our mind is looking at the situation on one side. The other side is, boy, we've still got enough water to get us home or to get us up the road. We might fall, we might stumble upon someone and get help and get out of the desert. And it's not the worst case scenario, you know. There's nothing I can do now about spilling the water there's no point living in the past and analyzing the problem over and over without an outcome you know what's the next best thing i can do what's the solution here I, I'll, I'll sparingly drink the water and hope that i'll come across say uh, people and go to safety etc so it's essentially uh, that that example is essentially glass half full glass half empty scenario and that we can train our minds to not live in the problem and not just get this tunnel vision for negativity and say i can't believe like if a problem arises right now you know say if you fucking were in the gap and you spilled a glass of water or something you lived with spilled a cup of tea on the ground are you going to stand there moaning about the problem and say how how much of a catastrophe this is or you're just going to get a pick up a cloth and clean it and what's the solution here you know, we can spend a lot of time on the post-mortem, on the whole, oh, how can I fucking, you know, how can I, well, I can't believe this happened, you know what I mean? Sometimes it's just right, what's the solution here? What can I do to fix this, you know? But yeah, so so for me, it's, for me it was about like, what's the best case scenario and try to see what's the best thing for my mind. And that really helped. That really helped me mental health, you know what I mean? Especially when the coronavirus hit. I was like, right, what's the next best thing I can do? The gyms are closed, coffee shops are closed, restaurants are closed. You know, and whole, a lot of people's lives are turned completely upside down. You know what I mean? And then I was like, right. And there was, there was a while when there wasn't that self-wallowing and self-pity and can't believe this and what the fuck is going on. You know, and and then I kind of had to learn, right, how can I look at this in a positive way? How can I see what's the best case scenario here? You know, what's the opportunity in this chaos? What is the potential in this chaos? You know what I mean? And one of the things I got into was running. And one of the my absolute anchors for my mental health today is exercise. 
you know, and through running, I was able to kind of make a little training plan. I was able to kind of go on to do a marathon, which I, which I was delighted with, you know what I mean? But I would have never got into running if this hadn't happened, if this hadn't pushed me out of my little comfortable routine, because I was so dependent on my routine that I didn't even notice. I didn't even notice how dependent I was on my routine. You know, and, and what this taught me is that I can change around my routine. That, I'm, that as a species, as human beings as species, we're very adaptable. We adapt into whatever's thrown at us. You know, we can change the situation. We can make the most of the situation, dependent on our mindset, dependent on, really, how do we do this? You know, if you're ever working in a company and there's a big change of process, that makes no sense. And your boss is like, oh, this is a new way of doing things. And you're like, what, what, wait, wait what? And like, but sometimes we haven't got a choice. We just have to adapt. And then before you know it, it's it's the next best thing. You know what I mean? So for me, it was just about learning. Like, how can I, how can I adapt? You know what I mean? And the other thing that I learned throughout the coronavirus was to just to live and let live. You know what I mean? There was like stuff going on there with people moaning about the government and people moaning about what the neighbours were doing and what Mary down the road is doing. And for me, it was just about like, how can I just like, focus on myself and focus on the stuff that I can improve on myself, you know what I mean? Focusing on my own needs and my, and my own, I suppose my own attitudes and my own behaviours, you know what I mean? What, what, what's the opportunity here for my own self-improvement rather than pointing the finger at everyone else, you know, and getting wrapped up in conspiracy theories or getting wrapped up in what people are doing on Instagram or, you know what I mean? And that was just wrecking my head. What I had to learn was what can I do for my own well-being, you know what I mean? That I cannot change the universe. I cannot change what people around me do i had to learn to live and let live and, and look and see this again as an opportunity for what can i do for my own self-improvement you know what i mean and as as the old saying goes you know tend to the parts of the garden that you can touch you know what i mean there's no like what and what that means is essentially you can't change the government or you can't change the whole outlook of, of what society is doing on your own, you know what I'm saying? So me constantly shaking my fist at the world, and you're doing it wrong, I can't believe this, and just getting upset and angry about how other constitutions or people or places are doing things, that's upsetting me, and I can't do anything to change it. So the only person I think I can change is, is myself. So for me learning to just to mind my own fucking business and not having an opinion on things in like now don't get me wrong you know I'm, i'd be assertive and look out for myself but if i see shit on the news rather than getting all upset about it and shaking my fist at the world and try, throwing all this shit on social media about my opinion that i can't i'm getting upset then it then it's then my sorry my opinion does matter your opinion does matter but what i'm trying to get out that if this if a certain thing is affecting my mental health and I can't do anything about it other than just get upset and have a rant, you know, I'm not, how is that, who is that benefiting and what's that benefiting? You know what I mean? Is that actually benefiting me getting upset? And I'm the type of guy, I'm very, I'm a very anti-confrontational. That I just can't have confrontations. I'm allergic to them. You know, I could have a little confrontation in Tesco with, with a stranger, it gives me a weird look, and I go, Jesus, does he not like me? And then straight away, you know, my, my head takes off, you know what I mean? And I'm thinking, Jesus, and then we're having this conversation 
<laughs> later on in my head i'll say this they'll say this i'll say that i'll say this you know and i just couldn't do confrontation so for today i'm just saying like how can what's the next best thing i can do what is there an opportunity for kindness here is there an opportunity for compassion here you know and if you do come across someone that is quite angry or is quite rude you know i was always taught that hurt people hurt people you know and people that are acting out like that are usually suffering so why not if someone is angry with you why not see that as an opportunity to pass on a bit of kindness or pass on a bit of compassion? You know what I mean? It could be a stranger, it could be a friend, it could be a family member. You know, but someone that's angry like that is usually going through a bit of suffering. You know what I mean? And it, sometimes it's just about having a bit of, bit of compassion and just a bit of, you know, just having a bit of, like, you know, not acting out and not kind of, you know, get, getting your two cents and, you know, if you, you respond with kind of aggression or violence, you're just adding to it as well, you know. So for me, it was just about, like, how can I learn to, you know, not react here and just be and offer some kindness and offer some love because sometimes when people are acting like that, they're, they're very angry, you know. Well, yeah, so <laughs> before I go into all that, yeah, so only back from a camping trip, was down in West Cork for a while, and it was absolutely unreal. And it was one of the things on, on my goals this was just to go down and do a bit of camping. And it was absolutely incredible. And it was just one of these things of just taking action. You know what I mean? Just getting up and doing it and taking action. You know what I mean? And I was able to go up to Halfords, bought a little tent, bought a sleeping bag, you know, bought a little gas here for the coffee. And just being able to get up and go and um and that's the great thing that we're, we have the opportunity to get up and do these things. And what what is stopping us? And sometimes it's only fear. You know, it's only fear in our heads. Or, you know, and sometimes it's just fear of action or fear of getting up and going and just, just doing things. You know what I mean? So one of the things that I've learned during the lockdown as well was just about taking action. You know, getting up and going and just taking that action that if you, you want something to do, go down and write a goal. But take take baby steps at whatever it is. Set reachable goals. Like if you've never ran before or exercised before or if you've never kind of, you know, learned the language before or an instrument or went hiking before, like don't say, well, day one, I want to conquer Mount Everest, or day one, I want to be able to run a marathon. You know, let that let that be your aim, the big long-term aim. But let your goal just to be, right. my goal today is to just get up and go for a run. Could be 1K, 2K, you know, you could walk most of it. But let your goal just be the action. Train your mind to have that willingness, you know, just that the goal be be reachable. Because if we set unreachable goals, you know, we're not going to be able to smash them. You know what I mean? When I say smash them, just reach them. You know, we're not going to be able to, like, and then we'll get a pain in our hole and say, look, I'm, oh, I'm, not, I'm not bothered running now. I can't run a marathon in three days. You know, but imagine if you went to the gym and said, right, day one in the gym, my goal is to bench press 100 50 kilo and I take the fucking I go down to bench and the falls on me and crushes me and I make a show of myself and people have to come over and help me and I'm humiliated you know that's me setting an unrealistic goal but if I set that as my someday as my aim is to be able to bench press 
that a, a large amount you know but if i set my goal as that you know let i did set my goal right my goal is to go to the gym three days a week or four days a week or two days a week you know that is my goal my long-term aim is potentially to be able to lift a large to bench press a large amount so for me setting my goals i had to learn to you know set them more reachable you know that they don't have to be these crazy unreachable goals and set little reachable goals you know have a little action plan say right my goal this week was to go out for a run i feckin' done it delighted done 2k happy days you know we're going next week might be oh yeah, i want to try to get a 5k and try aim for that week two didn't do it week three didn't do it week four he smashed it i done a 5k i'm delighted you know and then and you can add on from that and add on from that and it's great to be able to you know just set them set them reachable goals you know and uh, that's another, another thing that came out from the coronavirus you know what i mean to just be able to you know find healthy so it's how healthy cope mechanisms you know that and to spot our unhealthy cope mechanisms you know when i think when people were kind of in lockdown they spent a lot of time with themselves and with their families you know and a, a good time to kind of view so was for me it was it was a great time for me to view my own cope mechanisms and my own thought processes you know and my my own core beliefs and core core values you know and i was able to examine these things and say right what what serves me what doesn't serve me it was like what i was talking about the the thinking process you know what i mean that right if i I suppose you know I have this negative thinking process that I'm thinking the worst case of every situation you know that that's not good for me mental health and it's not good for my self-esteem so I had to learn really how can I look at the best in every situation you know that how can I examine um, a situation where it's not always going to be the worst case scenario you know where it's not going to always be a big negative situation you know so that that was an opportunity for me to you know find a find another way to you know to think about things and think about situations and you know that that if we can learn to change things you know minor things subtle things that planting them little positive seeds in my life that i'm just becoming aware you know what i mean that we're not going to transform a whole think of the way we think or the way we behave overnight but, you know just becoming aware of our shit i don't like when i say this or i don't like when i think like this or i don't like when i fucking you know whatever it is if you, you fucking don't like the negative way you think or the negative things you say like little little minor things that we just become aware of you know it's like to label it negative it's just to label it something that you'd like to change and say right i'd like to change this situation or that situation you know what i mean little little tiny subtle things like that are always good like you know um and yeah so the world to what i'm trying to say there's a lot of chaos there's sorry there's a lot of potential in the chaos you know what i mean and um the, the, and this was this was a great time to examine life on on around us you know what i mean and see well, how can how what's the next best thing we can do what's what's a good opportunity to be kind you know and i always find that's number one for me is like what's a good opportunity to be kind and to help someone else and it's a great great feeling at the end of that you know what i mean for someone like myself who's always looked for a buzz in things you know for 
from drink, from drugs, you know, from from traveling, from exercising, you know, from, you know, whatever field, you know, whatever, what adrenaline, you know, whatever I could get a buzz out of, I completely melt and constantly having a feeling of being unsatisfied, you know, it's like that Rolling Stone songs, can't get no satisfaction, you know, and, and this was me constantly looking to fill a void within me and not knowing like what what it was or what I was missing, you know, but I thought the next thing would fill it and the next thing. And it wasn't until that I, you know, being able to kind of just reach out and be, be I suppose, thoughtful of other people and trying to help other people and, you know, trying to be, I suppose, aware of other people's needs. And slowly I started to feel, geez, that's actually, you know, that's actually really fulfilling and really meaningful, you know, and really purposeful when you can kind of just help other people and I got great satisfaction out of it. and it could be something minor it could be ringing a friend could be maybe even volunteering could be picking a bit of rubbish up off the ground you know there's little tiny subtle things you know giving smiling at someone shaking someone's hand engaging with someone you know what I mean little tiny things like that complimenting someone remembering a significant day if someone's going in for the test or if someone has a new job starting a new job you know, just gives them a text and say, geez, best to look with that thing that you have going on in your life, you know. And when he started to do that, we found that I was slowly starting to lose the, I suppose, this the, the, this need to constantly be satisfied. Because what, what I was doing with that was I was trying to escape out of my own head by any means. You know, because my head was, suppose, was such a, in a savage place, you know. And it was a few years ago in a very, very dark place. And we think it was very savage you know and i i hear people say you know your, your head's like a bad neighborhood don't go in there on your own you know and slowly over years and doing kind of work on myself i was able to clear out all the the gangbangers the gangsters and the hustlers out of my mind where whereas now my mind is quite a pleasant place to be in you know what i mean that i actually enjoy spending time in my mind i enjoy spending time in my own whereas before i do anything to get away from me you know what i mean look for refuge in anything you know drink drugs you know fucking excessive exercise excessive eating you know impulsiveness going into debt buying crap that i don't need you know and and i could find a buzz in i'd jump at it and what was beneath that was me trying to get a buzz to, to escape you know it was an escape artist you know if my head was fucking alcatraz I'd find a way to escape out of it, you know what I mean? And uh, that was just how my mind was. And But then when I got to a place where I actually enjoyed my thinking and I enjoyed, you know, being in my own company, which took a lot, it took a lot of self-work, you know, because I grew up with a lot of a low self-esteem and a, a low self-worth to myself that I didn't like myself. And slowly over time that I truly didn't work with, on myself and overcoming that negative thinking, and I'm trying to get away from that inner critic that we have, that inner perfectionist that we have, you know, and just saying, right, that is just a thought process. It's not fact. My thoughts aren't facts. My feelings aren't facts. My head is just doing what it's programmed to do. And I was able to say, right, I am not me thinking. You know what I mean? I am not my mind. That is just a separate part of me. You know, I am me, you know, and slowly being able to separate myself from me thinking, and it's just a whisper, it's just a part of my life. It's like your hand or your foot. You're not your hand and you're not your foot and you're not your knee. 
you know, it's just a party, it's just a tool. And it's the same way our thinking, you know, our thinking is just a tool to help us overcome tasks, and it's just a tool to help us pick up a cup of tea and take a soap. And same as ways our foot and our knee are tools to help us get around. And it's the same way with our thinking. Our thinking is just a tool. And if I if I start identifying with my thinking and start getting attached to it, you know, I'll slowly start my own head will start to be wrecked, you know. Um so being able to recognise that as well, you know, and separate myself from me thinking. And one of the ways of separating myself from me thinking is meditation and mindfulness, you know, and even ways of journaling as well. If you have problems going on, just be able to journal them inside your head and write down situations that, you know, situations that are getting to you or bothering you and there's no outcome or there's no solution. Get out a pen and paper and just, write them down, you know, um, those things, those things help as well, you know what I mean, and write, and write your little, I find what helped me as well was writing those, you know, reachable goals, as, as I was saying earlier on, and, you know, measure what your success and your values are, you know, everyone has different success, different values, depending on where they are in life, depending on their environment, you know, depending on, you know, their society or their culture, you know, everyone has different successes. Success isn't just one thing, is money or whatever. You know, like when I was a kid, you know, in second class, success was the football stickers you had, the amount that you had, or if you had Van Nistelrooy or David Beckham, you were a mad success, you know what I mean? Then you get older, you know, and you're a teenager, and it was like, oh, success is the amount of girls you can smooch at the disco, and then you get older again, and you're 17, you're like, success is the amount of cans you can drink, you know, and then you're older, success is fucking, you know, how well you do in college, or how fucking many job promotions you get, and then it's money, you know, and then, you know, so we're constantly changing our success. My success today, I suppose, is just being able to go to bed with a bit of peace of mind. You know, today, that's success for me, but your successes and your values are constantly changing depending on where you're at in life, you know, and um, yeah, to be able to kind of recognise that and see that it's okay, not to give yourself a hard time because everyone has different successes. John next door is a multi-bajillionaire and Mary on the other side is fucking, has all the football stickers <laughs> you could ever think of. It doesn't mean that you're, what you're doing is wrong. You won't, don't compare yourself to other people. Stick to your endeavour, stick to what you're doing, stick to what's right for you. Because everyone has different goals and different values, you know, and it could be based on environment, culture, you know, just where your mindset or perspective is at, you know what I mean? So for me to compare my, I suppose, success with someone else's, you know, it just doesn't make sense. Like you wouldn't see a goldfish comparing its ability to swim with a cheetah's ability to run fast, you know, you have different attributes, you know, different skills, you know, so find, find what your values are, you know, and, uh, yeah, don't don't compare yourself to other people because everyone, ever just because you have a certain value or certain success doesn't mean, and the other person does, doesn't mean they're right or you're wrong or you're wrong. Or they're right, you know what I mean? It's just based on your own personal values, you know. Um, but yeah, so my, <laughs> so can this meant to be a camping related podcast, and uh, yeah, <laughs> I didn't get to cover too much of that, but um, I hope what I shared helping. My advice for camping would be just do it. 
just get up and do it. Don't overplan it. Don't overorganize. Um, don't overthink. Get a tent. You get a cheap tent in Halfords, um, or wherever, whatever tent shop. There's great. There's loads of places. I don't even name places that you have to go there. You know, get a cheap tent and head down the country. You know, there's loads of places to camp. You could Google it, uh, or you could wild camp as well. It's just camping unofficially. Um, you know, and yeah, you have an absolute blast. Take advantage of the current uncertain times we're in. And do and embrace a staycation, and you know it's it's an amazing time to do it. Now's the now's the best time while you can, um, and uh, I hope everyone has a lovely, gentle day. And what I shared resonated with some people, you know. And uh, yeah, this is a mental health podcast, so I'll try and just share about ways and those ways that I've learned from my own personal experience that helped me and things that I've researched and things that I'm passionate about, you know, and if we can share one thing that benefits someone or I can share one thing that someone can identify with, then that's amazing because I found when I was struggling with certain things and then I heard other people sharing their kind of experience on it and sharing their hope on it and opening up to about it i was like jesus other people are going through what i'm going through you know what I mean? i'm not the only one that's going through this stuff you know i could be walking around delirium or whatever and looking around and seeing people just getting on with their lives and on the inside i'd be falling apart and feeling like shit am i the only one that's going through this you know and then through talking to other people and being able to open up to people I realize shit, you know, other people other people get down days, other people get days where they're just not top of the fucking pops or you know, um and I can't believe I just said top of the fucking pops. <laughs> uh, or top of the top of the hill or whatever, you know. Um so yeah, fine, like it's okay. Like it's great that like I suppose we're in a time now where depression and anxiety isn't uh, isn't like the world's best kept secret where everyone has it and no one talks about it whereas i think now a lot more people are open and talking about it and being able to discuss things like this you know what i mean and um, which is great which is great and we all have our we all we're all on a journey and we all have our painful situations and that's perfectly okay and uh you know, it and it's great just to, I suppose, gain experience and gain coping mechanisms through these uh, painful situations, you know. Um, there is light at the end of the tunnel, and, uh, you know, the best way for me to cheer myself up is to try and cheer someone else up and say, right, how can I, you know, how can I just fucking get out of my own head in a healthy way? And usually that's trying to just help someone else or think of someone else or, yeah, just try and do something it could even be um you know the smallest simple things you know um but yeah i hope everyone has a wonderful day and it's filled with self-love and self-compassion and you go out there and you give it a feckin lash and yeah don't let it hold you back you know what i mean don't wait until tomorrow to do shit you want to do or goals you want to do you know write it down on paper get a little little aim going you know what i mean get a little kind of action plan going things that you want to improve on you know things that you want to you know where you want to be in life you know what i mean what do we want to achieve all of here on this on, on earth you know what what can we do and um, 
you know, there's no limits to what we can do, you know, if we write stuff down and just start making a little plan and aim towards them, you know, we, we, we can achieve anything, like, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, that's it. That is it. But I hope everyone has a lovely, gentle day and I'll catch you on the next wave.